Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show till one o'clock this afternoon. And there's a lot going on around the tri-state, the nation and the world. And boy, where do we start? Where do we start? I mean, it's, it's so much going on. I don't know where to start. But anyway, we're broadcasting live out here on the plaza. So all you Facebook live folks, you you know it's not going to go well for you, you know, with the with the internet out here. But anyway, so far it looks like um, hey, and I see them all putting up on there. No sound, no sound. I know. I I don't know. Maybe if the engineer comes in here today, he can uh, help us out. But anyway, I think maybe they need to. Um, well, anyway, well. Just go on with what we're doing right here and worry about that later. We are on the air broadcasting live from the plaza right outside the radio station, 705 Central Avenue. And today we're asking you, yes, you, to bring down uh, brand new shoes, sneakers for kids to start back to school. Yes, we want you to do that today. And, um, hey, we will appreciate it. We will appreciate it. Bring them down sizes 10C to 7U and up. Bring them by. If you got a business, we'll give your business a shout-out. We'll do all that. Yes, we will. We'll do all that. So um, there you go. Give you a shout-out. Even if you don't have a business, we'll give you a shout-out. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. We will give you a big shout-out. Just bring the shoes down. Well, uh, they're trying to bring back the traffic cameras again. Oh, I thought we voted on this years ago. We voted on this years ago, and we said, hey, we don't want these cameras. We don't want them here in Cincinnati. Well, one city uh, council member is trying to bring them back. The traffic cameras. Now, see, I'm not opposed to cameras. Okay, before you get all been out of shape, before you get all been out of shape, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to cameras. When it comes to maybe catching people with a stolen car, or somebody that you're looking for is driving a car. You have, the, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. But I am opposed to giving tickets for the red light cameras. I'm not opposed to that. 
I mean, I'm, I'm opposed to giving the tickets for the red light cameras. I'm not opposed to having cameras for purposes of catching people who have stolen a car, who are doing this or that. I'm not opposed to that at all. But like I said, what I am opposed to is giving tickets on these red light cameras. We voted on this 15 years ago, and we said no traffic cameras. And now they want to bring them back again. They say it's not about the money. They, they won't make any money because every dollar they get from a ticket, that'll be less funding from the state that they'll take. That's what they say. I don't know. But like I say, I'm not opposed to cameras out there catching people with, you know, stolen plates. You know where they're, somebody shoots somebody and they're trying to get away. You can pick them up on the cameras. I'm not opposed to that. But I am opposed to giving tickets to people who run red lights. I'm opposed to that. You know, I don't think it's going to be that many people running red lights to warrant putting these expensive cameras up all over the city. So we'll see how far that goes. But like I said, if they're going to put them up just to help the police catch people who are committing crimes and things like that, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But anything else, count Lincoln wear out. Yes, you can count me out. All right, uh, let's see, a couple other things going on. The uh, bond was set at a million dollars for the guy who attacked a police officer. That guy, when I saw him walk into the courtroom talking to himself, I knew this is a mental case for sure. And the guy is huge. He's like 6'5", 300 pounds. He's a big dude. No wonder the cop couldn't fight him off. He bum-rushed the cop, knocked him down, beat him with his own baton, tried to gouge his eyes out, tased him with his own taser. And this was a big dude talking to himself as he walks in the courtroom. And, yeah, what do you do with this guy? One million dollar bond set, and um, there you have it. Crazy. Something you did. I'm not hearing anything anymore. Okay. Okay. You did something. Whatever it is, it wasn't good. In, on my end. Okay. Uh, Carly Russell has admitted she lied. That's the lady that says she saw the little kid walking along the interstate. And was kidnapped for a couple of days. Showed up at her house. Two days later, she admits to lying. And you hate when that happens. You hate when that happens because... <laughs> the next time a black woman goes missing, they're going to say, oh, she's probably just lying. She's uh, so, yeah. I hate when that happens. But she has admitted now they're wondering if there are any charges they can file against her or whatever. So I'm just saying, man. They say we're still trying to determine where she was during those 49 hours.
Yeah. <laughs> we know by her own admission it didn't happen, the chief said. Her uh, Russell's attorney stated that she acted alone and did not have help. She disappeared just after a 911 call uh, at 9.30 on Interstate 479 South. Hoover said she had called a relative, said she had seen the child and she was going to help the child. Then the relative lost contact, and you know the rest of that story. And uh, what about her parents that were on the Today Show swearing up and down she had been kidnapped? The father didn't say a whole lot, but that mother, she was just, oh, yeah, my daughter was kidnapped and this and that. But Lincoln, you got to think about it. If Tamiko or Tia go missing for two days and you don't know where she at and she come home and she and either one of them say, Daddy, somebody kidnapped me, ain't you going to go hard on the news for them? Yeah, but it depends on, I'm sure this woman, apparently this woman had been taking this, uh, uh, what's her name that was kidnapped, uh, Carly Russell. Apparently, uh, the story is that uh, she was using opioids and stuff like that. And this is, you know, something the family knew. So before going in hard, you needed to find out some information. You know what I mean? I don't know. I so would you go saying even if your daughter was a crackhead, you wouldn't believe her if she told you she got kidnapped. <laughs> if she was a uh, if she was a crackhead, I would think twice before believing everything <laughs> she said. If she's a crackhead, come on, you I'm have to think about this stuff. I just I was just being yeah. hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, but anyway, the father, I think he knew something was up because he didn't say a whole lot during that interview. He was real quiet. He was real quiet. Okay, and so then as the as the husband, why don't you just tell your wife, hey, we're going to chill out until we see <laughs> the outcome of this? I'm not sure. I don't know why. I don't know why he was quiet. But if you go back and look at that interview, you'll see he was really, he wasn't feeling that interview at all. Wasn't feeling it at all. Some other stuff. Oh, we get already getting some shoes in here. How about that? Thank you, ma'am. Oh, she wants me to sign her poster in exchange for the gym. How about, I'll do that. I will do that. Hold on one second. Hold on. I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, so I can't walk and sign, talk and sign a poster at the same time anyway. But, uh, yeah, and, and I don't know. This story, It's a. it was a bizarre story from the beginning. Five-year-old walking along the Internet, a little kid walking along the interstate, and, you know, the whole bit, you know, she just disappeared out of nowhere. So, anyway. Uh, heat waves hitting the U.S. and Europe. These heat waves that we're having, virtually impossible without climate change. So all you Republicans out there that refuse to believe that climate change is happening, and you say it's a, something made up by the Democrats, look at the science, Ken Anderson. Look at the science of it all. This is global warming that we're experiencing right now. And we're going to have some global warming right here in Cincinnati the rest of the week. It's going to feel like it's 100 degrees uh, for the next few days. Getting into the mid-90s, and it'll feel like 100. We'll have a lot of water for you at the walking club Saturday morning. Get there early so we can get that walk in and you get it over with. You got me my shirt. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text me, and I'll see the text message when I get home. 
And uh, when I go through all my text messages, and I'll remember. So send me that text. Uh, Chris Christie criticizes Ron DeSantis for the Florida curriculum on slavery. He said, that's not the words of a person that should be in leadership. And he's right. He's right. Uh, the Republicans are tape, taking aim at Joe Biden over his youngest granddaughter. And, you know, the kids of the president, the grandkids, they're supposed to be off limits, but not this time. With the Republicans, uh, nothing's off limits. So they're going after this little grandkid of Joe Biden that he won't acknowledge. <laughs> and they're, they're saying, hey, acknowledge your grandkid, Joe. And I don't, I, you know, I have to agree with the Republicans on this. If she's your grandkid, acknowledge her. Come on, Joe. Like an outside baby or a side baby? Like, what is, what's the situation? Well, yeah, I don't think he was married to the, uh, to the baby mama. I don't think he was. And if he was, I guess they are estranged. I don't know what happened there. But uh, 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 the four-year-old girl is Hunter Biden's fourth daughter, his only child with London Roberts of Arkansas. Uh, I guess they were married at one point. Uh, the child support case garnered attention, and Republican presidential candidates have started targeting the president for not publicly confirming whether he has a relationship with the girl. So... But, like, why does that matter? Like, I get it because you want to be confident in the, you know, the morals and the values of the person that you're putting in that outfit. So I get why they're taking aim at this. I guess yeah. just, it just seems so petty. It seems such like a reality TV show type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's I, I wish Biden would just go ahead and let her come to the White House pick her up, let her sit on his knee or whatever. But now if he do it, it would be performative, and I wouldn't like that. Like, don't do it just to be performative. If you actually care about that little girl, then involve yourself in her life. But don't do it just because you want to be, you know, seen in a certain light. The uh, polls are in. The majority of Ohioans oppose letting transgender girls play on female sports team. The majority of Ohioans, they, this is what they, this is what they're going with. And I'm with the majority on this one. And this is the only one that I'm with the majority on. I, I just don't think that the transgender should play. Transgender boys that trans over to women should play in women's sports. I just can't go with that. I just can't go with it. I just can't go with it. Well, here we go again. Cincinnati Parks. Yesterday it was the roads. We needed millions of dollars to fix the road. Now, Cincinnati Parks need more than $70 million in fixes. Where will the money come from? It's going to come from the sale of the railroad. Yes. It's going to come from the sale of the railroad. <laughs> They're throwing all this stuff on us, folks. I tell you, the, it, the timing of this stuff is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But we'll see. I tell you, I just can't, I just can't believe the stuff that I'm uh, seeing here. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. All right, 749-1230, 513 is the area code. That's my number. Lincoln, we're with you broadcasting down here on the plaza. 
and uh, bring your shoes down, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out. Young lady just brought some shoes down, and I got to sign her poster. We'll do that, and uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Them on the air. There we go. Here we back. We're back. Lincoln, we're with you till one o'clock this afternoon, and we're taking your brand new sneakers for the. Can she hear me? I guess she kept that music going a while. I think I'm back. Anyway, we are broadcasting live out here on the plaza. Okay, on the plaza, and we'll be here till one o'clock this afternoon. Got a lot. Uh, we're covering the red light cameras. They're trying to throw that back at us. I don't know what. You, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm gonna have to get Cramadine on the air here, maybe tomorrow, to talk to him about that. Talk to him about these red light cameras. We voted not to have them, and they want to bring them back. And I say, hey, bring them back, but let them bring them back just for police purposes and catching drive-by shooters and things like that you know people trying to get away from the scene let them track the license plates in the car you know stuff like that but as far as the red light cameras giving people tickets for running red lights we voted not to have that we voted not to have it That's what the people wanted. And that's what the people should get. Leave it like it is. Unless it's just for police purposes only. Bring those cameras back. That's all. That's all I got to say. So what do you think about that? Good or bad? Is it good or bad? I don't know. 749-1230-513 is the area code. They're saying the parks need more than $70 million in fixes. Oh, man. And I didn't know we needed that much. I knew some of the parks needed some fixing up. But uh, that much? That's a lot. That's a lot. Somebody wrote a letter to the Enquirer about police recruitment. They say police recruitment is low because disrespect is high. I'm not surprised by low police recruitment numbers is what they're saying. They say members of the blue never knew if they'll be home when their shift ends. But their lives on the line every day. They put their lives on the line every day. Today, society suffers from a deplorable lack of respect for officers. Anything from 
twerking atop the cars to shooting at them. Defunding the police penalizes officers for the wrong word. Well, I mean, come on. Lack of support from the armchair quarterbacks. Yes, risk your life for that. They say that they know to kneel on next is shameful. Yeah, they know that. But uh, if someone attacks you, who are you going to call? Huh? Who are you going to call? The police. And it's a tough job, I will admit. It's a thankless job a lot of times unless they come to help you out. It's a thankless job. Okay. Oh, I'm <laughs> something. My phone all of a sudden is picking up me. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But, yeah, it's a thankless job. And people don't want to do it. It's hard to recruit for police officers nowadays. Look what happened to the guy down at uh, uh, Sawyer Point the other night. His life was almost taken by a guy who definitely has got some mental issues. The guy is very scared. Did you see the guy in court yesterday? Very scary guy. I'd hate for this guy to come up on me, swinging at me, and you don't know what the hell's happening. 6'5", around 300 pounds, and he looked as strong as an ox, let me tell you. It probably took three or four cops to bring him down and handcuff him. That guy was scary, let me tell you. And there's more of him walking around the streets of Cincinnati. There's a lot more of that guy walking around the streets of Cincinnati. He's not the only one like that. All right, let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend, Lisa Baker. How you doing? Good morning, Lincoln Ware. Good morning, listeners. Lincoln, yes. But it's not just police that's having a hard time with recruitment. I agree. It is a thankless job. That's why you gotta you gotta know going in the you know, self fulfilling rewards that you want to get out of it. Um, I still think it's important. It's so important that when people uh, call the police, that at some point they get to see people that look like the communities that we serve. Yes. So, yes. So it's it's so important. But the firefighters they have a hard time doing recruiting. And, you know, I think it's just that whole generation. You know, we breed a generation of entrepreneurs. We done told all our children, you know, y'all can be the boss and da-da-da. So now we, these young folks, they want to be entrepreneurs, be yeah. the boss of their own self. Yes, yes. <laughs> they don't want to take orders from anybody. Mm-mm, Not at all, Lincoln, not at all. Lincoln, good morning. And, Lincoln, now you know, crackheadish or not, we going to – no rock will be left unturned if we was looking for Tamiko. Yeah, but I exactly. mean, but she was exactly. back. She was back. I'm talking about, yeah, if she's missing, yeah, you look for, but this girl was back. And well, I think that father knew. That come out her mouth. <laughs> I think the father knew he didn't believe her. Yeah, if she's missing, yeah, you got to, you know, search high and low to find them. Lincoln but, Ware is knocking koofies off if Tamiko yes, come is. back home after being gone for two days with a crazy story. <laughs> he's knocking people's koofy off. Yes, he is. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and as he should. 
as he should. I feel like the parents did what parents do that love their children. You know, it's just it's just what it is. It's unfortunate because we always say like, oh, when it comes to us, nobody cares, nobody right. understands. Right. And you know, but hey, other people do stuff too. People just uh, that mental illness, the stress of life, Lincoln. I call it the stress of life. Yes. We're looking for two people today. The first one, Ryan Marshall Looney. Ryan Marshall Looney, I don't know if he's Looney or not, but he's wanted for burglary. He's a white male. He's 35 years old. He's six foot four. He's 250 pounds. He has a history of resisting arrest and was last known to live on Baltimore Avenue in Millville. Ryan Marshall Looney. We're also looking for Dante Mincy, who's wanted for felony strangulation. He's a black male. He's 48 years old, five foot nine, 165 pounds. He has a history of domestic violence, assault, and drug charges. Last known to live on West 8th Street in Price Hill. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find Ryan Marshall Looney or Dante Mincy, give Crime Stoppers a call, 352-3040. I've also posted them on our crime-stoppers.us site. And as always, you can go to p3tips.com and submit your anonymous tip, upload videos as you please. All right, three, three, five, two, thirty, forty, night or day, cash money for your clues, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Lincoln. All right, seven, four, nine, twelve, thirty, five, one, three is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you, and uh, let's see, we've got Jennifer, Rod, Marshall, and others holding on. Uh, we'll get to you. I think we need to take a break, and then we'll come back. It's the Lincoln Ware Show, twelve thirty, the buzz. Twelve, 12.30 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. Broadcasting live here at the plaza level. Uh, pl not the plaza level, but just the plaza. Plaza level, I'm thinking of I'm down at Paycor Stadium on Friday and Saturday. Yes, we're here at the plaza outside of the station. And you Facebook Live folks, I think we got you folks back together. I think we got you okay. I'm not sure if you can hear. I guess you can. I guess you can. I haven't seen it. Okay, that's good. All right. So I think we're straight now. Rob. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we were doing it all wrong. It was partially my fault. I had everything going through my stuff. And yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We're good to go. And young lady just brought some shoes down. She kind of fooled me. She said, um, "These shoes are slightly used." And I was like, no, you know we can't take them. And she said, I'm just kidding you. I knew you would get upset if I said, and they were new shoes. And she even brought me some snacks, which I didn't need. But she, she brought me some snacks also. Unbelievable. Her name was Kay. What was it? Key. Key. Yeah, Key. It was Key. Y'all got to treat Lincoln Ware like a zoo animal. Don't feed the animals. <laughs> she brought me some, some juice, some apple juice, and some peaches, you know, from the vending machine over there. And knowing I won't have a chance to eat it while I'm here. But anyway, what can I say? What can I say? Unbelievable. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. And uh, I don't know. There's just so much going on around the Oh, and we've got, oh, man, I saw this story that happened down in Walton, Georgia. It's the kind of story that uh, DeSantis would not like for students in 
Florida to hear about when it comes to how black folks have been treated in America. Yeah, I think we're straight. <laughs> yes, all that work for nothing. Unbelievable. All right. This story happened July 25th, 1946. A white mob lynched two black couples near Moore's Ford Bridge in Walton County, Georgia. And it was called the last mass lynching in America. The last mass lynching in America. Uh, apparently, these people worked as sharecroppers on this guy's farm. And apparently he got into it with a white guy and they got to fight and he cut the white guy. Anyway, um, the owner of the land was going to, and then they arrested the guy. So the owner of the land was taking the, 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 his wife and the other couple down to post his $600 bond. On their way back to the farm, they, they got him out of jail. On their way back to the farm, uh, the car was stopped by a mob of 30 armed, unmasked white men who seized uh, Mr. Malcolm and Mr. Dorsey, tied them to a large oak tree. M Mrs. Malcolm said she recognized members of the mob, and when she called them out by name to spare her husband, hey, they didn't pay any attention to her. They uh, continued doing what they were doing, and um, they tied them up, and watched them die hanging from the tree. Is that horrible or what? And this guy had been a World War II veteran also. Fought in World War II. Black veteran back home from World War II and lynched in what has been called the last mass lynching in America. Uh, if you Google it, you can uh, just look for White mob lynches two black couples in Walton County, Georgia. Google that story and read it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. And let's see who we have here. Let's go back to the phones. Looks like uh, Jennifer is up. Jennifer, how you doing? Hey, Lincoln, how are you? I'm hanging in there, Jennifer. Good. I just want to comment on Carly, um, Russell's father. Yes. And not only was he silent in the interview, but he had a look on his face like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I, don't I know think he knew. Oh, go ahead. He knew what was going on. He yeah. knew what, you know, what the deal was. They talked to her, and that's why they would not let the police do a follow-up mm -hmm. interview with yep. her, because they knew. But the police chief at the press conference did you see the press conference? I missed the press conference. Okay, I so the police it. chief said that, you know, they had a good relationship with, with, working relationship with the parents, but after they wouldn't let them interview her anymore, he said he contacted the parents just to let them know that in the interest of the public that they're going to have to make a statement, and so they told them ahead of time. And at the press conference, he said that she did Google searches a couple days yeah. before and um, on the day of, and she Googled the cost of an Amber Alert, the age limit for an Amber Alert. How can you take money from a cash register without getting caught and the movie taken? Yeah. And also on the video mm -hmm. camera on the highway, when she was claiming to be looking at a child, 
she was driving slowly on the side of the road, and she had driven 600 feet. And he said, 600 feet, six football fields, while she's claiming to be looking at a child and talking to a child. And also, on her job, the day that she left, when she left work that evening, she took a robe from the job. She worked at a spa. She stole a navy blue robe. She stole a roll of toilet tissue and some other stuff. And so the parents, they love their daughter, and they're not going to put her yeah. on blast in public, but they had a good idea. Yeah, that yeah. It wasn't that, true. That's, what, that's why I'm, I, I, somebody said even the mothers normally do most of the talking anyway in cases like this. But that father, you could just look on his face exactly. and tell uh, he, he, we he know knew. the real deal. Yeah. And then the only other thing I want to say is I um, agree with Officer um, um, – Sorry, your crime stopper officer. Just that um, they're having a hard time hiring in darn near every position, teachers, yeah. firefighters, police, and every other job. But I disagree that the police is a, is a thankless job because the reason we don't have qualified immunity or they have qualified immunity, et cetera, et cetera, is because the police have always been put on a pedestal like they're superheroes. And in your friend Caleb Brown's words, super citizens so that it's not a, yeah. it hasn't been a thankless job they may feel thankless now that the public is trying to hold the bad police officers mm -hmm. accountable but it they've been on a pedestal so it has not been thankless and uh, last thing alicia reese congratulations on a phenomenal job her vision thank the county commissioners for voting to support her vision and the financing and you and everybody else that worked on it but you know, we have to give Alicia her credit, yes, and so definitely. don't be jealous of other politicians. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. All right, 749-1230, 513 is the area code. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's hard to recruit firefighters. I mean, I know it, it can be a dangerous job at times, but the odds are in your favor of going home every after every shift healthy and in good shape the chances are greater uh for a firefighter than it is for a police officer i think being a firefighter is a great job you don't have to go to work every day uh it's just i mean you can ask for a better job than being a firefighter yeah it can be dangerous at times it can be very dangerous but the odds are if you've got good training and you've got good supervision, you'll come home alive as a firefighter. I would, if I had my choice to be a police officer or a firefighter, I take firefighter every time. I take firefighter every time because it's not as dangerous as often. All right. Let's put it that way. It's not as dangerous as often as being a It's dangerous every day being a police officer. It's not dangerous every day being a firefighter. Some days you never get a call. There's no fire. There's nothing. You might get a somebody. There are also some days where a police officer finds themselves not in any threat to danger. I would well, argue that it's probably the same. Every well, time you show up to no. a cause, a firefighter that involves a fire, there is a chance of you losing your life. Yeah. For the most part, if you're a police officer and you're out on the street, you face danger. I bet you that police officer never thought 
that he was going to be beaten uh, to just short of uh, losing his life down at Sawyer Point where they play pickleball. <laughs> you know, you got pickleball people down there. And you get a call where a guy is exposing himself, and you know you probably got a problem coming up. And um, I don't know. I think every day you put on a police officer's uniform and you step out on the street, you're in danger. Simple as that. I'll take my chances being a firefighter. All right. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. Uh, we need to take a break, and then we'll come back and take more of your calls. We need those shoes. We need shoes sizes 7C. Let me get the sizes correct again. We need sizes uh, 10C to 7U. Yeah. 10C to 7U and up. They got to be closed-toed, and they have to be new. So get them down here. Bring those shoes in, and we'll give you a shout-out. And, hey, just like the lady, she said, I'll bring shoes if you sign my poster. She brought the shoes, and I signed her poster. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it happens. Simple as that. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. 749-1230, 513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. 705 Central Avenue is the place. 705 Central Avenue. Find a little parking space, run on over, bring those shoes, and uh, we'll be good to go. 12.30, The Buzz. We'll be 12.30, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Lincoln Ware. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and we're looking for your shoes. And don't forget, if you own a business, a great way to get a plug in today. So easy. Get that plug in, and you'll be good to go. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to Rod. Rod, how are you? Doing well, Mr. Ware. How are you today? Rod Marshall, if I were any better, I'd be a twin. Well, we're ready for that. Come on. <laughs> Bring it. And listen, those snacks. <laughs> If you don't want them, I'll take them. I'll okay. come down there and get them personally. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> now, now, let me say this. Uh, I'm happy for the results that uh, Captain Pettis got. That was good. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm hearing, let, let me tell you this, Rod. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from supporters of Captain Pettis, and I'm hearing from people who don't support her on this police force. I know. But you're going to have that. No matter what, no matter what walk of life, you know that. Yes, you'll never yes. get everybody to go thumbs up. Yes, you'll never get that. And then the other thing I want to share with you, you know, I know you saw that video of the uh, semi driver that was trying to get pulled over for a mud flap. Well, on the back I played of the, trail. the audio. I played the audio yesterday. And I tell you what, you got to see that video. And when you do, you're gonna. Be I saw the video. Your head. I saw because, it. Yeah, that's crazy because. The man had already surrendered. He yes. was already down on his knees and had his hands up in the air. Yes. And the Circleville cops turned the dog loose on him after the state troopers had told him, don't let that dog loose. Don't turn the dog loose. Don't let the canine loose. I know. I mean, it's very clear. And, so, the, okay, now, see, I, I look at stuff differently than other people look at. Did anybody pay attention to the dog 
when he released the dog, the dog yes, did not. Up, it ran it, up to the state troopers first. He acted like he was getting ready to, to attack. To the I know it. He looked like he looked like he was going to attack the state troopers at first, absolutely, and then absolutely. he turned around and went back and attacked the guy. Yeah, now I'll tell you what's going to happen with that. Seriously, that mud flap that was really nothing is going to cost the Circleville uh, jurisdiction a lot of money. Yes. For that dog being turned loose on that guy because they had no business being out there on that traffic stop in the first place. Right, right. So well, I'm telling you, it, and you know, I'm retired from that industry, so there's a few things that I could say, but I won't. But that mud flap that they were going to try to write that guy up on is going to cost them a lot more, and he's not going to have to work anymore for a while. Yes, yes. That money that's going to come to him is going to be astronomical. Well, we'll see. I'm sure they're going to try to weasel. You know, they're going to say he was on a high-speed chase. He didn't stop. <laughs> when we and flap. he was afraid. Did you hear his 911 call? was getting ready to attack the police officers and the trainer the 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 canine officer called him back and then he went back and attacked the guy who was on his knees with his hands behind his back I, the, the dog i don't know what was going on with the dog yeah unbelievable unbelievable all right 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. Uh, bring those shoes down. You have until 1 o'clock. Well, actually, you have all day to bring them down because we're open until 6 o'clock. You can bring them to the lobby. Then on uh, Monday, on Saturdays from noon to 3, noon to 3, the lobby will be open. You can bring those shoes down. But I would love to see your face today. So bring those shoes down. And uh, we got some people that brought some shoes earlier. And uh, uh, they coming back to get their little spot in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lannis Timmons brought some shoes, brand new shoes, a couple of days ago. And so we got him right here now. We're going to let him do his piece. <laughs> Can't let you miss out, Lannis. <laughs> the public high school uh, big uh, event they're having coming up. We'll talk to him about that. And I want to go see some of these old guys who think they still got it, think they can still play. Like me, I think I can still run. Well, I used to before my knee replacement. I thought I was one of those guys. Can get out there and still run like I did in high school? These cats coming back to play. Uh, I, I, I got to find out how the Woodward High School team is looking. I hope they're looking better than the, uh, uh, than, than the Withrow High School basketball team looking as far as the old-timers go because Woodward always had some great players. Here's Craig with a big box of Macy's gym shoes. Yeah, you can put them, put them right over there. Craig is here. And uh, I'm going to shake his hand for Zoe Wesson. Since he brought... <laughs> and knuckle fist bump. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Craig, for bringing those shoes. All right, we appreciate it. He brought a box 
of Macy's gym shoes, brand new for the kids. It's all for the kids. So thank you, Craig. I appreciate it. And uh, hey, we really appreciate it. All right. Uh, we've got news coming up. And then we'll come back on the other side and we'll take more calls. I'll talk to Lannis Timmons and uh, find out what's going on with him. And, hey, you need to come on down here. Bring those shoes. Uh, bring them down here. Talk to me. And we'll let you say, give you a shout out or whatever the case may be. I'll be here till 1 o'clock broadcasting live outside on the plaza. 1230. The buzz. 1230 WDBZ. The buzz of Cincinnati. Hang on in there. Lincoln, we're with you till 1 o'clock. Let's see, we got Jennifer, Rick Jr., and Marcus. Marcus Jenkins holding on. We'll get to him. See what he's up to today. Who knows what he's going to complain about. Anyway, come on over here, Lannis Timmons. Lannis and Annie Timmons. Uh, yeah, I told you we would, you know, make up for you brought the shoes, but we never did get a chance to, you know, give you the shout out. You got a big event coming up with the public high school league. They've got this big basketball game between all the schools. Tell us a little bit about that. And we'll talk about the Friars Club also. Uh, well, we got the uh, PHSL coming back at the, uh, after the pandemic. And uh, we were just blessed to get a lot of people on board again like we did last time. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I heard you talking about the basketball part of it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I coached a lot of them guys and I coached against a lot of those guys when they were in high school. So that's going to make it fun, too. But uh, just to mention a few names of guys who's going to be playing, uh, Dwayne Hunter out of Princeton High School. And um, we have uh, Kevin Grant. And uh, Calvin Johnson out of uh, Wynn Woods High School, which they'll be playing against each other. And then we got the Middletown Middies coming to town. You know, I'm always have my relationship with Middletown, with me being a former coach there and all that good stuff. And uh, Ryan uh, Fairchild, he's uh, uh, the coach in that team, as well as Lawrence Wilson coaching the, uh, the uh, Wanna Hills Eagles. But like what you were saying before, Lincoln, we got the rivals, Woodward and Withrow at four o'clock. And I'm looking What day is that? What day is that? That's a Saturday. Okay. What's the date? Uh that's the 29th. Okay. 29th of that's uh Saturday. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah. So we've been working our butt off, man, just trying to get it going again. But like I was saying, Woodward and Withrow will be able to get that little rivalry going again. But this year, uh guys are uh they have to be at least thirty years old. So they're a little younger this year compared to when I was playing. The last time I played, I was 63. <laughs> so now to see these guys, man, you know, it makes it good. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to my wife, Annie. She can tell you a lot more what's going on with it as well. Okay. Now, before we give it to Annie, once again, it's Saturday, and it's going to be at the Friars Club. Where do they play? Woodward High School. They're going to play at Woodward. It'll be Withrow and Woodward going against 30 and up. And what time? Uh, we'll start the first game at 2 o'clock. Well, I'll take that back. We have our younger kids in the uh, Friars program. We have an all-star team. Matter of fact, we have two all-star teams, and they'll start off at 12 and uh, 1. Okay. And then we'll start high school after that. 
All right, that sounds good to me this coming weekend. Annie, what's going on over there at the Friars Club? Oh, we over there keeping those kids safe, keeping them off the street, uh, doing some great things. Our summer league was this summer. We just finished it up, and we took our all-stars. The all-stars will be playing in our wood, in our uh, PHSL event. The PHSL event, we've got a party Friday night at Friars Club, 8 o'clock, over there next to Roger Bacon. Saturday, we got games at Woodward starting at noon until 7. And then we also, Sunday, we have a free cookout for families that's going to be at Ross Park in St. Bernard. Hey, Friars, we start kids at age four. So if you're interested in getting your babies over there at age four, hooping, we got them there. And we have the high school league that starts uh, August 15th. So look us up, FriarsClubInc.org. All right, sounds good to me. And I think the boys from Woodward will win against the boys from Withrow, <laughs> the 30 and over this coming Saturday. And I got. I might try to catch, uh, check that game out. What time will it? You think it'll play? They'll start. Four o'clock. Probably around four o'clock. But also, Lincoln, we're gonna have you do a, a free throw or either a jump ball. We gotta have you doing something because you are a bulldog. <laughs> That's right. I'll come there. I'll coach the bulldogs. I'll be like uh, Atlantis Timmons and you know stomp my foot on the floor when I want to get their attention. Just like I watch you out there coaching. Yeah, I've seen you yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. That that used to be, uh, always get their attention. You can call names all you want, but that stomp. They can hear that stuff. They'll look old. But, hey, Lincoln, real quick, too, I want to uh, acknowledge uh, Berto Allen, Buck Coates, Jeff Evans, uh, Chris Andrews, too. Uh, also, Michael Bruiser Holmes and uh, Dwayne McNeil and Antonio Spicer. These guys have put a lot of time in with me uh, doing this event, so I just want to make sure they know that uh, I appreciate them. All right, thank you. All right, Lannis and Annie Timmons, always out everywhere you go. You see those two, and uh, they're doing some great things out there. And it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a great weekend this weekend. And Woodward will beat Withrow. That's my prediction. And uh, I don't know. Uh, the last time I was in a competitive free throw shooting contest, it was against Emmanuel Livingston, and he lucked out and won. He lucked out and won, you know. Yes. I don't know how that happened, but he did. Unbelievable. That's probably the only time he'll beat me at anything was that free throw contest. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. Let's go to Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you today? Jennifer is gone. Let's go to Marcus. Marcus, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Lincoln? Where how are you feeling, brother? I'm hanging in there. Hey, uh, my call today is about uh, Hillcrest, man. You know, uh, we're really looking into what's going on over there, but it's the same old, same old. Every time Democrats get in office, they want to close down something that's helping the community. Uh, Hillcrest is a facility for kids that just aren't doing well. Do they want to close it down, or do they want somebody else to operate it? Liga, where they trying to close it down? Why? Why See, you need somebody else to to close it, uh, to operate it? Maybe the I mean, operators are not doing what they need to do over there. I don't know. Liga, but I don't Liga, know if Liga, they're trying to close Liga, it down. Liga, no, Liga, they're saying they want to not have you know the county put any money into that because of one incident. And, Lincoln, if you got, you know, think about it. You got the county commissioners that are Democrat. You got Democrat judges uh, basically letting 
serial pedophiles out, you know, with, with no sentencing, no nothing. So that in, in, in turn is basically the uh, bat signal being sent up by pedophiles to say, come to Hamilton County. This is the only place that you can rape kids and get off with probation. And now they're going to oh, blame it oh, on this facility. Well, Lincoln, where? Look, Mark, a, a kid was raped over there. The guy had an affair with the 15-year-old kid that was over there. The girl had an affair. Uh, she was like almost 40-something, and she's having an affair no, with the 15-year-old. Well, well so, she was 50 years old, Lincoln, but that's one person. You don't shut down a whole facility. That tells you that something else is going on, brother. I mean, you have one incident, and then your judges are letting pedophiles out. You know, how are you going to – you know damn well they all coming to, to, to this area. And then all of a sudden when you have one incident, you want to shut down a whole facility that's doing incredible things for kids that don't, you know – that need extra help, Lincoln, where that facility is extremely important, and they're going to have a meeting on it at, uh, uh, at Xavier today from 6 to 8. And, and, folks, you need to be over there. And what's, you know, the meeting, what's the meeting about? The meeting is about the county trying to close it down, you know, basically saying they don't want, they don't want to deal with uh, that no more over that one incident. And... It's just insane. It makes about as much sense as closing down the vocational centers. You know, when, when they closed down our vocational centers, it wasn't any real reason for that, but to cause chaos and send more black people to prison. And that's what they're doing now. When that alternative program is shut down, all them kids come out of there, and they have to go to juvenile court or they go to somewhere where they're not going to receive any mental help. They're not going to receive any help in school. They're not going to receive anything. It's, it's going to be the same as shutting down a vocational school. When you shut down vocational schools in the black community, 60% of black men use vocational schools and came out into the workforce. Just think about a highway just leaving Cincinnati, going into, you know, uh, better things for people. If you shut down 60% of the highway, and then you've already got another 15% shut down because they're talking bad about the military, because roughly 15 20% of black men used to go to the military, and right after the uh, Vietnam War, they started telling black people that you don't want to go in a white man's this and a white man's that, where the military is the was absolutely tremendous yeah. but folks y'all gotta understand they doing the same thing to you they shut down your your vocational school 60 percent of black men out on the street and then they came with uh jim crow joe biden 1994 and threw y'all all in jail now they doing it to these kids over here they can ready to shut down this thing for no reason but i mean they're talking about uh uh, uh one incident where the woman is arrested, if they want to uh, really do something, you send her to jail for a long time. You don't give her probation. You understand, Liga, where they setting it all up? I mean, even from the point where they had Iris and them over there giving those criminal water boys trying to get them licenses so they could sit out there and throw bottles and oh, stuff at a car. They, they're, tr no, they're trying to... 
show them there's another way to go, okay? Yeah, They're trying right. to put them yeah, on what? the right track. See, that's why, that's why people are so messed up now because of you Republicans. You don't want to give people a chance. Lincoln Ware, we want to give people a chance, but those were the worst kids in, in Bond Hill. The people in Bond Hill called the police on no. them. Lincoln Ware, before they – wait, hold on. Before they even – Got them. That was then, you- Marcus. They've turned around. They've straightened things out. Iris Rowley has been working with them. So give them a chance. Give them a break. Lincoln where? Lincoln where? They were over there uh, at the old folks' place uh, beating up the old folks oh, over get there out on that Santa Why are you lying? Before they gave them you- the license. Why are you Lincoln, lying? Lincoln, that program over with. No, it's uh, not. Lincoln where? Lincoln where? What? The program that you're talking about. Iris them basically, you know, them kids were over there at, at, at the old folks' home beating them up, and now oh that's gone. And they're trying to get them You're a crazy. license called a universal, a universal uh, vendor's license. Okay. And, and what's wrong with it, that? What's wrong with that? States, it states that no one can say anything about them being there, not the public, not the police, not anybody. I so they're giving them power. I don't know about over that. I don't, I, I, I'm sure there's some restrictions or something Lincoln. like that. That that I think you're over exaggerating this whole situation, Marcus. Lincoln I got to run. Well, tell me I can't this. take what anymore. Police? I can't take anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you try to. I know. You try to turn these kids around, which is what Iris Rowley's been working with them. They were down at the uh, uh, music festival selling water this weekend. They were down there this weekend, you know, trying to make some money like everybody else. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I want to say congratulations to the 1230 WDBZ, the Buzz Citizen of the Week, Deron Hunter. He's always out there. in the street. He tries to catch these kids before... They get to the age where they start smelling themselves. That's what old folks used to say about kids who, you know, get hard-headed when they become teenagers. They don't want to listen about We say, he's smelling himself. She's smelling herself. You know, that's what we say. But he tries to catch these kids before they start smelling themselves and think they're grown and turns them around, puts them in the right, you know, turns them to the right direction. And that's what Deron Hunter does. You've seen him on the news Hundreds of times. He's always there uh, at the murder scene, trying to console the parents, trying to find out who did what, talking to the people in the area. So congratulations, Deron Hunter. You are the Lincoln Ware 1230, the Buzz Citizen of the Week. If you know him, give him a call and tell him congratulations. You, I'm sure the next shooting, you'll see him on TV. He'll be right there. Trying to find out what's going on, no matter what the community. He'll be there. All right. Let's uh, move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. I think we need to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll take more of your calls on the Lincoln Ware Show. We're here on the plaza. We're taking your brand-new gym shoes. Bring them down. Bring them down. We need a 1,000. A 1,000 pairs. We need a 1,000. So bring them down. Last year we had 800. We need 1,000 this year. And uh, time is running out. We'll have them for the kids before school starts. And everybody wants to start school, the first day of school, with a brand-new pair of sneakers. And you can help 
those kids do that by just being, you know, a generous donation of brand new shoes. Just a little generous donation of brand new shoes. I see somebody pulling up right now. I think she's got some shoes in that car. She just looked like it. She looked over this way, and then she pulled right into a spot, and she's still looking up here. Let me see if she's going to get out of that car with a bag full of shoes. Boy, oh, she opened her trunk. She opened her trunk. So she's got something. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll find out what she has in that trunk of that car. 12.30, The Buzz. 12.30, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. And uh, remember that lady I told you that was pulling up as we were going to break? I said, she looked like she's got something in that car. And boy, did she have something in that car. She had like shopping bags full of brand new sneakers for these kids. Sharon, thank you. And uh, what's going on, Sharon? Thank you. So um, I attend Crossroads Church. I'm in two Bible study groups. And I heard you talk and you made the comment. You said you talked about how the children's faces lit up last year when they got the shoes. So that just touched me. So in one of my Bible study groups, we're talking about doing outreach. So I send a text to my two groups and to some of my friends. I collected $600. And then I prayed and I asked God to give me favor. So I got 27 pairs of shoes. That is great, and we appreciate that, and uh, you're doing some great work, and uh, say hi to that Bible study group, okay? Tell them I might come Bible study with them one day. come and preach on the radio? Yeah. I'll do all the preaching on the radio. Well, thank you. We'll really appreciate it. All right, 27 pairs of shoes she just brought up here, and uh, one good thing, Crossroads. See, folks, Crossroads. I knew there was something I liked about her. Crossroads. Yes. All right. There you have it. See? And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Linda. Somebody said he gave her his mic. Yeah. I gave it to her. Let her hold the mic. Bring some shoes. Yeah. Bring 27 pairs of shoes, and I'll let you hold the mic. Right? Unbelievable. And a shout-out to her Bible study class. How about that? Hey, as Al Green said, amen. Hey. <laughs> yes, Al Green did a lot of amen there Friday night, let me tell you. He did a whole lot of amen. Yeah. All right. Let's move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Uh, let's see. Is Bill still there? Did we go to Bill? Okay. Uh, Bill. Okay. Bill is gone. And I think we went to Bill yesterday anyway, unless it was a different bill. Maybe it was a different bill. All right, uh, let's go to Eliah. Eliah. Hey, well, good morning to you. Uh, um, how are you today? I'm okay, Eliah. Very good, very good. Um, hallelujah on my part. Lincoln, um, I wanted to discuss this madman down in Florida, DeSantis, and from what I understand, if I'm saying it correctly, uh, have you heard that he's supposed to be spearheading a move to rewrite the, the Bible? Uh, you talking about DeSantis? Right. Oh, come, where did you hear that? Come on. I heard it on the news. That he's going to try to rewrite the Bible. 
I heard that in some wow. connection, like I said, it might be a little bit vague, you know, uh, I try to take it in and, and make as much sense of it as I can. But um, I heard that there was a movement down in Florida where they intend to rewrite the Bible. Oh, and, this, and this is in connection with their other books that they're banning in one way or another that's uh, dealing with the race situation. Wow. Uh, I, found it, I found it very interesting. I mean, it was just a, a pop-up easy one. If they're going that far, then what they're saying, uh, interpreted is, we thought we had it wrote in such a way that if they ever read it, they would not discover who they were. Well, nobody's so, going to try to re No one can rewrite the Bible, Eliah. I don't know where you got that rumor from, uh, whatever, but... I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just plain ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, do you think that I'm making it up to uh, some kind of way to talk about Hebrew Israelites? Is that what you're thinking? Probably. I wouldn't put it past you. I mean, okay, so, I mean, that, that just <laughs> adds to the, uh, the uh, damnable list of uh, what I'm hearing more and more because when I told you about the emergency room, I had um, a fellow that I met out in Fairfield. And he said, uh, hey, you're the young man. I heard you on radio, and uh, what you said, that was important. We needed to know that. So, uh, uh, you know, they always feel like you play me light as though I'm a sucker of some sort because I uh, believe what uh, Elisha Israel believes. And, and, you know, so that probably complicates the picture of removing him as somebody of importance. But it's not working that Sir, way. Sir, I know Alicia Israel, and you know Alicia Israel. Well, what I am to Alicia Israel is I read out of the same book that he does, which is what Yahweh requires. And uh, with Yahweh imparting knowledge and wisdom and understanding to you, you know how to understand understanding. And so you don't walk around like a, a airhead or a fool uh, from dealing with things that you don't have no real good understanding about. So for me to be telling my people that I love dearly who they are, and then they turn around and call me a damn fool, <laughs> and like, uh, what kind of – I mean, not all of them say that, of course. Some I'm, of them I'm do, saying, though, don't they? <laughs> Most of them probably do. Oh, that's a damn lie, because that means, <laughs> that means, that, that means you all are playing yourself – into a real tight, crazy uh, corner. Because, Lincoln, what it means simply is this. Quickly, because uh, I got to go. Knowing, I got to go. Knowing that, knowing that the, uh, the very first commandment that Yahweh says is don't have nothing else before him or a graven image, the only thing that he to say is you call yourself a Christian, which is what the white man taught you that you must believe in, you and your family and your politics, then they divide you into Republicans and Democrats. And, and, and when you look at that, that's crazy because it started out where the Democrats were against you, KKK style. Yeah. Republicans were your friends. Okay. And now everything is switched. So All our right. people keep on playing this mad game while our lives are at stake. Okay. And, you're, I, I, and Lincoln, so, you know, um, uh, I don't know what to tell you, except uh, you better get it together because you got a family, too. And uh, I know you want to see your descendants live on in a right sort of way, right? All right. Hallelujah. Thanks for your call. 
Okay. All right. And Elijah is a piece of work. Let me tell you. Unbelievable. You break, but I'm before bro- you go, yes. I got a question. Yes. Because I understand from taking history classes and stuff that at one point what Elijah said was true. That because even Martin Luther King at one point identified as a Republican, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party at one point found themselves in very different positions. What led to the switch up? Well, I, I think what happened, oh boy, it's a long story of when they flipped the script and and, and uh, when the, the Democrats became like the Republicans and the Republicans became like the Democrats. And it's a long history. And I'll explain it to you when I come back on 1230. The buzz. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln, we're with you, and uh, we got Ozzy, I got to let Ozzy get on the air here uh, before anything, Ozzy, come on over here, and Ozzy brought boxes, I mean boxes of shoes, even Stefan is here to witness what Ozzy brought, it's unbelievable, Ozzy, who, uh, tell us who uh, you want to shout out. Our church is Abundant Life Apostolic Church with Bishop H. Anthony Stevens at 9545 Winton Road. It's about a mile south of Winton Woods. All right. We appreciate it, man. Boxes of shoes here, Ozzy. We appreciate that. You're the man. You are the man, Ozzy. All right. Charity. Charity. That's the greatest gift of them all. All right, I hear you. And, and before I continue, uh, somebody called me yesterday and said uh, Ray called in Al Sharpton and was saying, well, the local talk show host not talking about the guy uh, who the, the, the dog attacked, the truck driver that the dog attacked. They're not talking about this here locally. That's what Ray said yesterday to Sharp. I bet you I played the audio of that case three times yesterday. He's going to call Sharpton and say, well, the local talk show host not talking about it. Ray said that. What? Ray, give me a call. I don't know what the hell you were listening to yesterday. And if you were talking about the folks down the dial, why don't you say the conservative talk radio, we're not talking about it. Ray, yeah, I got a bone to pick with you, Ray. If you're out there, give me a call. That's for sure. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. And uh, we just lost our folks on Facebook Live again. I know they're raising all kind of heck. I (laughs) I know it. I know it. I think we needed to reset the Wi-Fi upstairs. Um, But uh, we'll get it back. We'll we'll get them back on as soon as we pop. Yeah, I don't know. I know they... They, uh, they're really upset right about now. Uh, we got Stefan here. Stefan, come on over here. What's on uh, your mind today, Stefan? We're going to talk about the railroad again. <laughs> you silly Lincoln. No, I just had to come down here and just support you, what you're doing. Uh, a lot of people came out. I mean, I see a lot of shoes. So a lot of churches need to come out, too. We're talking about all the black churches. Y'all need to come on down here and support these youth in the community. And I heard you say something about the, uh, the red light cameras. Yeah. It was a scam. It was a bribery when they got caught. The lady went to jail for that. See, when people get caught for the red light camera, all they do is change players. And they come back and do the same thing. 
how you gonna give me a ticket with a camera and send it in the mail? Well, they do it all over the country. There's plenty of cities that uh, will give you a red light, give you a ticket for running a red light. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, I got a ticket. They sent me a ticket in the mail and say, pay, you know, this ticket. I took a picture of a $100 bill and I sent it back to him. Here you go. You sent me a ticket in the mail. I'm going to take a picture of some money and send it back to you. So. And what did they say? Give me my money <laughs> or your car going to get took. So we just got to stop that. And the selling of the railroads, come on, man. We got I, I just saw this, Lincoln. You just showed me Cincinnati Parks want $70 million. Then the streets of Cincinnati need $25 million to pave. Stop it. So where's that $25 million going anyway, anyway annually? Where's that going? We need questions. We need answers, too, at the same time. But thank you, Lincoln. I love your brother. You can't do nothing about it. Oh, you sure? There's nothing I can do about it. You sure? Don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> All right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's uh, Stefan. Let's go to, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Joyce is gone. It's Zakia. Zakia, then Bill, Ebony, and Rick Jr. Hey, Papa. How you doing, Zakia? I'm great. Hey, Papa, I wanted to call and let you know about Dedicated Medical. Yes. Uh, I've been working with them because of some insurance issues. Like, you have to have this, the Advantage plan, but they're working with me to make that happen. So I'm excited about that because you really made me think seriously about Dedicated Medical. So I wanted to let you know I'm working on it. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. We appreciate that. All right, Zakia. Well, you work on it, and hopefully you'll become a member of Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Absolutely. And one other thing. Yes. Since you're the man of power and the captain that make it happen. Alicia Reese, I have just been thinking so much about her dedication and everything that she has done. For this city and this county. And I was wondering, you know how you receive the key to the city for your 50 years? And, yes. you know, other people receive um, recognition for all that they've done. What can we do to have an Alicia Reese Day, you know, where we show our appreciation for all that she has done? She's done a lot. A lot, and I think she needs a special recognition for it. Well, I don't know how that, uh, you know, takes place for politicians. It's kind of, you know, normally it's the politicians that all do all this stuff, have the special recognition for the people. So I don't know how that works when it's a politician. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that looks. Uh, well, okay, I understand what you're saying, but... At the same time, how many people in this city have done his, yes. so how many politicians have done yes. things historically, historically yes. for this city? And I think that's the difference. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. like I said, I don't know, I don't know how that looks for a politician. I don't know how that works, but we'll find out. How does it look? You know, when you have someone that's working diligently to bring something not temporary but permanently yes. to the city, how does that well, look? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how you repay politicians. You vote, vote for them. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the repay that she would love to have when she runs for office, whatever office that may be. If, if she's going to run for commission again, who knows? She may run for governor. Who knows? And uh, she just wants your vote. Yeah, well, she has to vote, but I think she deserves a lot more. I'm All just right. saying. Thanks, Papa. Hey, thanks for your call, Zakia. All right. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. Uh, let's go to Rick Jr., who's been holding forever. Rick Jr., sorry it took me so long to get to you. Oh, he's gone. Rick Jr. is gone. Ebony. Is Ebony still there? Yes, Ebony. I am. Yes, Ebony. Yes. Uh, this is regarding Marcus's comment. Yes. An hour or so, however long. And I'm not following this, this story about the institution. Yes. But I, when I, whenever I hear a little bit, whatever. But this is the first time they, that institution decided to publicize uh, uh, the sexual activity and yeah. felt that they could prove right. it right. and take it to court. Right. I think that's, uh, is that's the So answer? how do we know it's not going on all the time right, over there? Right, that's what I was trying to get yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So there's more than one case, but this is the one case they felt that they could prosecute. Yeah. Okay, that's all the, gee whiz, and the old laugh. I will Google something before I will call and ask you, is it raining outside? <laughs> Oh, I look out of my window. Yeah. It's the sky blue. Why is the uh -huh. sky blue? You think I'm going to call Lincoln Ware and ask him? I'm going to Google that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe if you can't Google it, but you need to know, you can call me. Call me if you need No, me. no, no, no. You know how long I've been holding on the phone? How long? I don't know. <laughs> how many commercials? I, I didn't realize there was that many. I listened to about six commercials. Before oh, you came back. Oh, gee. Um, but I know that's the nature of the business. So yeah. I started taking the rollers out of my yeah. hair, putting on my socks. Oh, boy. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, but you so, mean you were walking around the house with nothing on no, but the Lincoln Ware show? No, I'm upstairs in my bedroom. <laughs> my husband was not home. He's home now. But he's right. downstairs showering. I'm still upstairs in my bedroom trying to get dressed. I'm sick so I can make it to my oh, doctor's boy. appointment. <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you so much. You're Thanks. wonderful. Appreciate your call. Oh, thank All you. Right. Okay. I don't think she got the little joke. You're walking around the house with nothing on but the Lincoln Wear show. Yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. And we're still trying to bring up the Facebook Live again, but it's just not coming up for you folks out there. I don't know why, but we're still working on it. Lincoln Wear with you. And uh, I believe I've got a senior, dedicated senior medical center probably coming up. Don't I, Raven? I believe I have one. If not, I don't know. Okay, I figured I had one coming up. Since Zakia brought it to my mind, dedicated senior medical centers, yeah, they make it easy for you to get the primary care that you deserve. That's right. And uh, these are not the doctors that run you through their office like uh, an assembly line, you know, five minutes here, next, next, next patient, five minutes there, next patient. You want a refill? Okay, we'll write that in. Okay, uh, blood pressure? Okay, you know, goodbye. See you later. See you next month. 
No, they're not like that at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. They talk to you. They take time. They talk to you. They find out what's going on. Then they'll try to work with you on fixing whatever the problem may be. If they need to up your prescription or, you know, maybe a smaller dosage, they'll do that. If you need to go another direction uh, on your Medicaid, they'll do that. Yeah. So, uh, seniors, if your doctor is not treating you like your family, hey, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. They're located Colerain Avenue in Mount Airy, Reading Road in Roseline, Glenway Crossings over on the west side of town. Plenty of activities, yoga, aerobics, Bible study, line dancing, they do it all at Dedicated Senior Medical Centers. The phone number, 513-572-5757. That's 513-572-5757. Give them a call today. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. 1230, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you till one o'clock this afternoon and I tell you there's a lot going on around the city and people are bringing shoes down here it's unbelievable the shoes people are bringing in and we appreciate each and every one of, of you coming down here bringing those sneakers for these kids to go back to school with a new pair of shoes that's all we're trying to do send them back to school with a new pair of shoes and uh, let them start off the year right. And you can help us achieve that goal just by bringing some shoes down. And like I said, if you can't make it between now and one, I would love for you to make it between now and one so that we can give you uh, give your business or whatever company you work for a shout out. We'd love to do that. But if you can't, we're, we'll be, you can drop them off between now and six o'clock, Monday through Friday between nine and six. And then on Saturdays from noon until three. The lobby will be open. Just come to the door. Just, uh, just step inside and you'll see uh, where to leave these shoes. Yeah, there'll be somebody here. So uh, bring them on down Saturday noon to 3 and bring them right here now. We would love to see your face in the place. All right. Let's see. Is uh, Bill and Ebony, are they still there? Bill, is Bill there? Yes. Yes. Bill. How you doing? Okay, Lincoln Ware. Woo. I'm glad I had a full charge on my cell phone here. <laughs> well, I came to you earlier and you were gone. Right. I disconnected myself. I got excited. Oh. Okay. I call it, you know, from time to time. I try to listen to your show four days a week. Yeah. You know, since 2001. What I wanted to call about uh, first and foremost, congratulations on your 50 years in radio. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you got plenty of bills out there, but yes. like I said, I call in from time to time. I wanted to make a comment on this truck driver. Yes. You know, there's a lot of variables that could have been involved on this whole deal, the way it went down. You know, the information I got was the guy was 26 years old. And I've been a truck driver. I got truck driver experience in over the road experience about 30 years. And uh, they pulled him over for a muff flap. But keep in mind, uh, 
I don't know if he knew the area or not, but if you go up and down 75 and 71 and out throughout the state of the United States, they got permanent scale inspection stations. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what prompted uh, them to come after this guy but that was a safety valve racing. well yeah i mean uh, you know uh, uh, uh you a truck can do some serious damage uh, to a car without those mud flaps back there those you know pebbles and stones they run over and that's right that's right and uh it i doubt it was a permanent set of scales in the ground it could have been a portable a station that they had set up and by him not knowing, maybe, I don't know, uh, the state uh, way stations that are in the state, he could have bypassed that. And that could have been the whole reason, you know, that they came after it. Because I don't see J.B. Hunt bypass scale. Uh-huh. You know, there's been a line out there on the road. But anyway, uh, getting to the, the attack. Now, I don't want to go to calling names, but this putt of a, a police officer in Circleville, uh, I don't think he had control. I'm not trying to sway to his side, but I think he was scared of his own dog. He was afraid of his own dog because the dog didn't see very uh, – he didn't, he didn't obey the command. No, he didn't. He went after and, the wrong people at first. Right, right. If he went towards uh, state patrol and – he turned around and went back. But on these small towns, uh, I'm going to say something I shouldn't say. These small towns, when they train their canine officers, uh, sometimes they use the assailant, and the person that they use for assailant looks like the truck driver. Yeah. And that could have been the whole <laughs> reason why he yeah. went back and didn't uh, obey his uh Controller's command, you know. So that's why I say it's a lot of variables on that. Well, he never should have let the dog go in the beginning. He never should have let the dog go when he saw the man on his knees with his hands behind his back. Why let the dog go? I agree with you, Lincoln. You know, so that lets me know he didn't have control over his partner, his canine partner. Yes, he did have control. He's the one that let him go. What do you mean oh, he didn't yeah, have control? Yeah. That's why I said he could have been afraid of his own canine. What? You know? I don't understand. He could have been afraid of him. It, you you either hold on to him or you let him go. Simple as that. Right. Right. And I said, told him five or six times, do not let him go. He's got his hands up. But I hope they stick it to him. You know? Well, he's going to say I he never they... heard. He's go- You know what he's going to say. I never heard that command not to let yeah. the dog go. That's what he'll yeah, say. The first thing is going to fly out of his mouth. I never yes. heard. Yeah. You know. He's but the thing about it, that. you saw. What did you see? You saw a man on his knees with his hands behind his back. Right. Right. So that's all I wanted to say. And uh, my congratulations to uh, Alicia Reese and, and her people for doing such a well job on this past weekend. All right, so that's Bill. That's all I got to say. Hey, thanks for your call. All right, that's Bill. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the guy was afraid of his dog. Come on. I mean, they the dog lives with the guy. It's not like he goes to work and the dog is in the, in the crate and he gets the dog out every day. The dog lives with him. He's like a member of the family, you know. <laughs> 
What? How's he afraid of him? Give me a break. Unbelievable. I mean, he's had the dog since the, I'm sure they, they start training those dogs when they just about a year old or a little less. Unbelievable. We're getting plenty of shoes in here. Ariel is uh, checking them out there, setting them up here. And I, they, I mean, fantastic. We, I really appreciate all the people that are bringing shoes in today. It's unbelievable. Uh, you never thought we'd get that many, did you? <laughs> I see. Well, Lannis was here earlier. Now here comes Brother Malcolm Timmons. Yes. And he's got shoes in hand. Yes. He's got shoes. Upscale events. Upscale events. That's right. They had their, uh, I think I got one more white party to go to this year. One more white party. I think it's Lando's. A uh, white party is going to be over the river, I think, uh, coming up August 5th, I think it is. That's the, that's, I think that will be my last white party of the year. Yes. I won't have to go back to Teasdale to put my clothes in the cleaners there. My white, I put my white stuff at Teasdale, you know what I mean, because they, you know, they, they might cost a little more, but they, you know, they get it right. They get it right. Thank you for that, Ariel. <laughs> Thanks for putting words in my mouth. <laughs> yes. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. We've got news coming up. And uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll hear what um, Malcolm Timmons is talking about, hear what he has to say. I'm sure he's always got something cooking. He's always got something in the works. And we appreciate the shoes, man. We appreciate the shoes. Let's take a break. We'll come back 1230. The Buzz.